Hola, fresitas. Welcome back to Fresas con Crema podcast. My name is Paulina, and welcome to this podcast where we freely talk about things that we should not talk about. If this is your first time tuning in, this is a podcast where we talk about things from dating, sex, love, relationships, um, Latino culture, and stuff like that. So if you're interested in hearing about things like that, then stick around. So normally, I record with my co-host, Leslie, but <laughs> Leslie is not here in the United States anymore. Leslie's living her best life in Spain. And I just want to say before I even get started with today's episode that I'm just so excited and so proud of her for everything that she has accomplished. The last two episodes she did solo and she made some amazing content and I was just so proud of her and so excited for her and all her new adventures. Um, if you guys haven't listened to it, please go ahead and listen to it. She's living in Spain, so she's giving us all the details of what it's like to live over there, what it's like to leave your family um, and move to a different country, what it's like with the men out there. <laughs> um, so I'm just so excited for her and I'm so excited to hear all the fun things that she has and um, all the fun things that she has experienced. So if you guys haven't gone and listened to her, go listen to her and um, please also stick around and um, keep up with the content. Um, but anyways, all right, guys, so I'm not going to lie. I am a little bit nervous about recording this episode because this is my first solo episode. I usually have Leslie here with me, um, but like I said, she's living her best life in Spain right now, so it is just me. Now, apologies in advance, you guys. I do live in a main street, <laughs> so um, sorry if you guys can hear the car in the background. Um, I'm going to try my best to not catch that. <laughs> now, let's get into the episode. What am I going to be talking about today? As you guys can tell by the title, I am talking about dating after basically being single for a very long time and only knowing toxic relationships. Now, Fresitas, the time has come and I knew the day would come when this would be happening, but I just didn't know when or how I would feel. Today, we'll be talking about what it's like basically to be dating after only knowing toxic relationships and uh, being single for a very long time. So <laughs> I met this guy. Um, we're going to call him Carlos because you can spell his name with those word letters. <laughs> um, so his, we're going to call him Carlos. So Carlos is this guy that I met recently and um, it's funny because he actually followed me from TikTok. I did not meet him on a dating app. Like I told you guys that I'm done with dating apps. I'm never doing dating apps again. But basically I made him off of uh, TikTok uh, because I guess I had posted. Actually, I don't know exactly which video he saw, but it was during a time where I had posted a video talking about how dating in this generation sucked. Then it got about 14K views and I started getting a lot of followers. In that group of followers, I gained him and um, he followed me on Instagram and I saw his profile and I was like, you know what? He looks actually kind of cute. And it's so funny because he actually didn't even like have like a lot of pictures. It was literally just his profile picture and it's like a side view of him. And I thought he looked cute from there. So I requested to follow him and, um, he didn't have any pictures. Um, but I was like, you know what, whatever, I'll just keep them. 
super friendly guy would respond to my stories but like in a very very friendly way not even flirty just friendly way like oh you look pretty or like bonita or like I like your hair or like just in a very very friendly way which I actually really liked a lot because it's like he wasn't straight up like saying like oh you're beautiful like let me take you out it was more like oh you look nice I like your hair like I don't know I really really like the fact that he was just so friendly So me and Carlos, basically, we talked for about a month and a half before like we actually met up in person. And um, I was like, I don't know, like our vibe was just cool. And I liked his vibe a lot. So I was actually kind of wondering, like, (laughs) when is this guy going to like ask me out? In my mind, I'm like, I don't even know what he looks like, but I actually really like his personality. So um, I was waiting for him to kind of like ask me out until he was finally, finally like, oh, you want to go get tacos? And I'm like, uh, yes, let's go get tacos. We met up and, um, I was so nervous on my drive there. I just started feeling my heart race and I just started feeling like butterflies. And I don't know, you know, I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing, but I was just so nervous because it's like, I've been talking to this guy for like a month, a month and a half. And it's like, we're finally meeting up in person. I don't really know what he looks like. I've seen maybe like two pictures of him and he looks cute and like, you know, and I remember getting there and he was already there and I was running late, of course. So I parked my car and, um, I walked down to the taco stand and I see this guy standing there, but I wasn't sure if it was him. So I'm, I replied to his thing. I was like, Hey, I'm here. And he turns right back around. He turns around to me and I'm like, he's like, oh, hi, it's me. And I'm just like, oh, hey, this dude, my first impression of this guy is, oh my God, he's actually really cute. Um, Tall guy. And he had this little man bun thing going on. He was actually like, he's actually really cute. And I'm just like, oh shit. Okay. I see you. Um, But anyways, the, the date went really good. Like, first of all, super friendly guy. Second of all, homeboy paid. You guys know that for me, if I go on a date with a guy, especially in a first date, if he does not pay, it's a no from me. But this guy, no hesitation. He said, I got it. And he literally looked at me and he said, el que invita paga. And translation to my non-Spanish speakers, that means whoever invites is the one who pays. And I'm just like, when he said that, I was like, oh my God, holy shit. (laughs) But anyways, like it was a really good first day. I actually really liked him a lot and I thought that he's actually really cute. And, um, I didn't kiss him or he didn't kiss me. I think we were both too nervous. And as I stated before on the podcast, I don't like to kiss on first dates. I just feel like it's too much. It's like, it's a first date. You guys just met each other. It's like too much pressure. At least for me, I personally don't like to kiss on a first date. I would rather much kiss on the second date when I actually know I like the person. And um, I don't know. It just takes a little bit of pressure off if that makes sense. A couple days later on, that was on Thursday, on Sunday, he asked me out to go to the movies for a second day. I said, okay. And again, really good vibe when we got there. But anyways, I ended up kissing him. (laughs) It's so funny because I was so nervous. Like before we, I left my house, I was like, what if he tries to kiss me? Oh my God. Like I haven't kissed a guy in like two years. Like what the fuck do I do? Like, oh my God. Um, and now I actually ended up making the first move. I think he wanted to, but like he didn't because he didn't, you know, want to cross a boundary, but he kept looking at me and I'm just like, dude, go for it. And he wouldn't go for it. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll go for it. But I went for it and it was really nice. It was, it was a really good second date as well too. But anyways, a couple weeks later, we actually ended up 
going to Disney to have like a Disney date. Um, it was a really nice night. He bought me churros, bought me food, all that stuff. And I kept mentioning to him how I love roses and I love flowers because I have a lot of flower tattoos. I have a lot of like, you know, floral tattoos pretty much. And I kept mentioning that to him. And, um, like, I think like two weeks later, he comes over to my house and he says, Hey, I have something for you. And he ends up coming with a rose. It was just one rose. But the fact that he listened to me and the fact that he brought me a rose after he heard me talking about how much I love flowers, I thought that was probably one of the most sweetest things ever. Not only that, but he had this little coin holder in his car and, um, like little coin holder organizer thing in his car. And I said like, oh my God, I need one of those. And then again, he pops up with one of those. He's like, hey, I got you something and it's one of those. So he, that's the kind of person that he is like very like, I don't know, like gift giving, like access service kind of stuff. I feel like that's, that's his love language. But I thought that that was so thoughtful and that was so sweet. And he actually ended up getting me some scrunchies for my hair because like I said that he, he has a man bun and I told him like, Oh my God, I need new scrunchies for my hair. And he literally fucking got me some, I thought that was so sweet and that was so cute. So, um, those are some of like the, the cute things that he, that he's done, you know? And, um, and I really liked that a lot during those, you know, first dates and even up until like recently, a lot of past trauma and triggers have basically arised. And um, it's, it's, it's hard because all I have ever known is toxic or abusive relationships. If you guys have listened to past episodes, you guys have heard me talk about being in toxic situations. Uh, for example, like exposing a narcissist part one, I talk about my toxic ass relationship with this guy that I was romantically physically mentally involved with for who strung me along along for definitely more than two years probably but before that I was in an abusive relationship with a guy who was in and out of my life for maybe about two or three years but we were in a relationship for about five months and this was in a time when I was very young and I was very new to relationships I was in my early 20s So when you're that young and that naive, when you have an experience like that, being in an abusive relationship, that shit fucks you up because you're so young. And up until this day, being 28 years old, that shit still fucking haunts me, man. It haunts me. Things can be going so good, but when you've been traumatized by men like me, your mind starts to race and all these things come into your mind about what could go wrong. So I have recognized that I do have an anxious attachment style, which is something that I'm trying so hard to work on. If you guys don't know what an anxious attachment style, it's literally what it sounds like. For me, the way that I experience anxious attachment is by, let's say, my mind assuming the worst. If you go a long period without talking to me, I will get triggered. Um, and like I said, this is something that I've been working on and I'm still working on to this day and I feel like it's gotten better, but my brain automatically starts to wonder who is he with? Is he ignoring me because he's with someone else? He's probably with someone else. He doesn't want to talk to me anymore. Like, does he care about me? That kind of thing, like fucking triggers in my mind. And that's something that I've had to fight 
because I'm just like, okay, listen, Paulina, you need to rewire your brain because my brain automatically feels like, like, I don't know, I get defensive. I, I, I am ready to run away. I'm ready to like, I don't know what it is. It's like, I'm ready to just to not be attacked. You know, my brain is on survival mode. That's what I experience and I have been experiencing lately. I feel like you're basically just living in a constant state of worry. And and it's so hard because I know that it's not him. It's literally something that I feel because of my previous experiences, my previous past relationship experiences. You know, it's like I said, like, all I've ever known is toxicness. So it's like, you know, like, for example, my ex would go days without talking to me. And, and guess what? (laughs) He fucking popped up with a second fucking baby, you know? So shit like that is what triggers me. So, and it's so hard because it makes me so scared to be vulnerable. If this guy does something wrong and, and hurts my feelings, it's hard for me to be like, Hey, that really hurt my feelings. Um, and I have expressed to him like, Hey, like, that hurt my feelings or hey like you know and he's like it's okay like you can tell me but it's so hard for me to do that I think also what comes with past traumas is in relationships also comes fear of being vulnerable again like I'm scared to be vulnerable because what if I get gaslit again what if I you know I'm told I'm crazy what if my feelings are invalidated you know and that's something that I've also had to be working on now, you know, especially dating someone new and opening up to them, getting to know them. It's like, okay, now I have to be open with you and I have to learn how to communicate. But can I communicate with you? Are you going to gaslight me? And, you know, it's just, I don't know, man. It's so hard. Have you guys ever experienced dating after knowing only toxicness? And if you have, how did you go about it? What did, how did you experience it? You know, like, let me, let me know you guys, the fact that I could be vulnerable with someone again, absolutely scares the fuck out of me. Like it literally is such a huge fear of mine because every time I've ever opened up to anyone else, it always, it always comes back and bites me in the ass. Always, always, always. And I've taken the last two years to heal myself and to grow. And yes, I have grown and I have healed myself, but I haven't healed those relationship traumas because I can't heal them if I'm not in a relationship, you know? But anyways, he Carlos came over and we were sitting outside my house in the car and I started to like feel vulnerable and I started crying and telling him that I'm scared because I'm so vulnerable and he's like why are you scared I'm just like I don't know and he just comforted me and he hugged me and I wanted so bad to tell him like listen like I've just all I'm so traumatized by these guys like it's hard for me and I didn't tell him that obviously because I like I said I'm being I'm scared to be vulnerable but I remember going home that day and falling asleep and waking up at 3 a.m because I had a nightmare about my ex-boyfriend the abusive one. I had a really bad nightmare about him and I woke up so scared and panicked and, and I texted Carlos like, Oh my God, I just woke up from a bad dream. I didn't tell him exactly what, but I did. And I'm just like, Oh my God, my past traumas are still very much there and they're starting to come back up. Like, isn't that fucking insane? Like, Oh my God. But yeah, things like that have just kind of came up 
And I feel like I buried them down and I healed from a lot of heartbreak, but I buried all those traumas down that now that, you know, I'm getting to know someone new, they keep popping up. And it's crazy how, you know, stuff that men have done to you in the past or relationships, I should say, have done to you in the past because, you know, not only women experience this, but obviously men, but it's crazy how past relationships, traumas arise and cause so much anxiety in you you know like i said going long periods without texting me fucking makes me freak out with and i'm going to talk about this in in another episode because i've been wanting to make an episode about my abusive relationship but i feel like i'm too scared to do that because it's such a heavy topic but i'm going to tell you guys something that causes that triggers me to freak out or feel so much anxiety is because in my last Well, because in my abusive relationship, he would disappear because he was with other girls. (laughs) Oh my God, that shit fucking, damn. But anyways, I've had to retrain my brain to not think that. If someone is not replying to you, don't automatically assume that they're with someone else. And I've had to tell myself this so many times. Maybe he's busy. Maybe he's at the gym. Maybe he's taking a shower. Maybe he's taking a nap. Chill out. So, Fresitas, if you're listening to this and you are also an anxious bitch and have an anxious attachment style, chill out. Get up, go touch some grass. <laughs> Get up, go take a shower, wash your hair, do whatever you need to do, but don't freak out. It's okay. If this person goes days without texting you, then you need to drop this man. There you go. Don't let anyone make you feel anxious. Don't let anyone make you feel or freak out. And that's something that I've had to kind of teach myself to. Now, Fresitas, the outcome of this story so far is not what you guys expect. I We've been getting to know each other for a month and a half and everything, but he also has dealt with a lot of previous trauma. I don't know exactly what, because we didn't get into it, but he has also dealt with his own issues and his own family trauma that I feel kind of affects him a lot and kind of affects this whole situation with me and him. So I decided that maybe for now we should stay friends until we fix our own issues and everything. We still talk very frequently and we're friends and, you know, we still send each other TikToks and everything. And I think he's such a good person, but I don't think he can offer me what I need right now. With that said, being said, like I've stated in previous episodes, something that's super important for me is communication, which I feel that I need to work on and he also needs to work on as well too. Communication is a huge part for me. It's like, text me good morning. Ask me how my day is going. Um, text me on your break. You know, like just just simple communication like that. I'm not asking for like, text me every fucking five seconds or, you know, a play by play of what you're doing. It's like, no, communicate with me, you know, be in communication. Tell me, Hey, I miss you during the day. You know, that's, that's what I need. And that's what I want. And that is what I'm looking for. Um, and I want to breakfast dates. I want, I, I want to wake up early and go on breakfast dates. I want to, you know, randomly go to the fucking grocery store with you. I my love language is quality time. So for me, that is what I want and just little stuff like that. And that's what I'm looking for. Sadly, you know, obviously this didn't go the way that we wanted to, but I don't know. I think that things are meant to come into your life to teach you something. And maybe this is another lesson 
And if it's meant to be, we will be. But Fresitas, I've never had an experience with a good, genuine person like I have with Carlos. He is not a bad person. And I really care about him. And and I think he's such a great person. Like, I can't stop saying that because I think I'm so traumatized by men that I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> a good guy. Like, what? That's so crazy to me. Like, that's actually a good guy. Um, but I set the boundaries that maybe right now it's not the right time. But in the future, if it is, it is. If not, it's okay. I think I said things come into your life for a reason. And whatever is meant to be will be. But Fresitas, I just wanted to update you guys on what it what it's like what's been like for me going back into the dating world and being romantically pursued and all these past traumas that have it that have been arising. It's so hard because no one ever talks about those fucking exes that haunt your mind. You might have healed from them and you might have moved on from them, but the things that they did to you and the ways that they made you feel literally come right back up and you start to feel it again. And it's like, is this person going to hurt me in the same way? But remember, Fresitas, they are not your ex. They are not your ex. They are not your ex. You can watch out for the red flags. You can, you know, keep your eyes open, be wise, but also don't self-sabotage. And that's something that I'm telling to myself. Don't self-sabotage because let me tell you guys, I have been wanting to run away because I'm so fucking scared. It's just hard. All right, Fresitas. Well, I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for listening. I know this is a really short episode, um, but I feel like, I, I don't know, my mind has been a mess lately and I wanted to kind of talk about literally dating after being fucking traumatized. And I'm sure there's probably a lot more that, you know, will come up or, you know, but I hope that you found this episode relatable and I hope that all of you guys that are listening to me experience happy, healthy, and beautiful love because you do deserve that. Don't let your past traumas affect your future. Heal from your past traumas. Feel it. Feel it and heal from it. And you will start attracting the genuine love that you do deserve. And I had to tell myself that too. But I hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you guys related to it. And please let me know if you guys have also experienced um, new love after only knowing toxic relationships and how you went about it. Um, remember to keep an eye out for Leslie's episode because she will be uploading soon and I will try my best to upload more episodes as well too. My life is not as exciting as Leslie's. <laughs> Leslie's literally living her absolute best life. So make sure you guys listen to her episodes, but I hope that you enjoyed this episode and yeah, let me know if you guys have, if you guys, um, have experienced the same thing that I'm going through right now. And, um, I hope that you guys, um, experience new and amazing love. I love you guys. I will see you guys next time. Bye.